You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Round, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing our love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care, whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we dive into the episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group. We have over 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on Tap. We're coming to you guys for a special episode here in Liberty, Missouri. We're just outside Kansas City, 12 hours removed from Bryce Young becoming a Carolina Panther. And man, does it still seem surreal. Incredible moment, Bryson, to say the least. And we got to witness it in person. Just absolutely amazing to be a Panthers fan today. Yeah, yesterday was a, a long day for us getting there super early, standing in line for hours, but it was it was all worth it. Um, we were able to witness Carolina Panthers history and Car- the Carolina Panthers have a franchise quarterback. It felt like a dream waking up this morning, but it was all real and um, can't say enough about the Kansas City people uh, completely welcoming of us and happy for us that we finally got a quarterback. What was that feeling like for you when Roger Goodell was coming to the stage to announce that pick and the pick is in and then he comes up and reads the card? I can't lie. I was a little nervous, Um, you know, with all the talk around uh, the uncertainties. I know that, you know, there were a lot of people certain that it was Bryce Young, but the very, very bottom depths of my stomach, um, I could, I just felt that Carolina has still had a chance to go somewhere else and shock the world, but they didn't, and when Bryce Young was announced as the quarterback, I was almost in tears. I was so happy. Uh, it was it was really just a, a moment I'll never forget, and I'm excited for years to come in Carolina, hopefully success. Yeah, it was an exciting moment, to say the least. Um, I wasn't really nervous that it wasn't going to be anyone else. I, I we got asked, I think, all day long who we thought it was going to be from opposing fans. And I felt like 100 percent. I mean, me and you both kept saying we'll bet the house on it, that it was going to be Bryce Young. Um, so it seemed like there was some conviction there um, really from most Panther fans. We asked, I think we had one person say Anthony Richardson that they wanted. But other than that, it was pretty resounding Bryce Young across the board. So just awesome moment. And a franchise-changing moment for us Panther fans who've suffered through a lot these last five years of just being a crummy team and no one caring and being at the bottom of the barrel. And I think the the sky's the limit with this guy. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to reiterate what you said, I think every Panthers fan we talked to said Bryce Young, uh, except for the one guy that said Anthony Richardson. So that was awesome to have everybody on board, really, because it wasn't that way to start. Um, when Bryce Young started getting more popular uh, as uh, leaks were coming out. But, yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I'm just so excited. Uh, I really I'm, – I'm at a loss for words because it's – like we haven't had a quarterback since – obviously since Cam. And um, to, to just feel like you have a chance to win the division now and really um, threaten the NFC with the lack of quarterbacks that we have um, in the conference as a whole – it's just a, a feeling that Panthers fans haven't felt for a while, and I'm sure um, there are many others that feel that way, uh, like, like I do. Yeah, What speaking of that, what, what chances do you think he gives us now, starting off year one, 
as far as the NFC South goes and the NFC as a whole? Yeah, I uh, I've tweeted a couple times that I think the Panthers are NFC South champs already, and um, that you know I think Bryce Young is is already a top five NFC quarterback, and I know that's probably a little bit of homerism, but when you look at the quarterbacks in the NFC, there's not a whole lot of talent um, at the top. It's Jalen Hurts, obviously, but after that, you rattle off a couple like Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff, and I think Bryce Young is at that level, if not better, right now. And um, so, yeah, I think he gives us a chance to win the NFC South, most definitely. I think it's one of the worst divisions in football still. And the Saints are probably the biggest threat, but Derek Carr doesn't scare me. Um, they still have a lot of holes on defense. Definitely a beatable team, and and we saw last year we we beat them once. So um, I'm I'm excited uh, because I think that Bryce Young does provide Carolina a chance to make the playoffs and certainly win the NFC South. Yeah, especially if you know coming off of what you know Steve Wilkes did with this team that was recycling quarterbacks left and right. Uh, I think they definitely have a chance uh, with Bryce. I think there is going to be – there's obviously always growing pains with a rookie quarterback. You look at Trevor Lawrence, who's, you know, supposed to be the generational talent, and he's, be, you know, he's becoming a really good quarterback. But it took him some time, and it's going to take Bryce some time too, which is okay. But I think the end result is going to be well worth the payoff. So it's exciting. It's a really – great day to be a Panthers fan. You guys will keep hearing us say that throughout this episode because it's it's an awesome time. Why don't we talk about a little bit the press conferences after the fact. So it sounded like from what, you know, Scott had said and Frank um, in that presser after that first pick was, you know, this was a guy for a long time that, you know, I think I think you said this, that scouts had their eye on in February was Bryce Young. And, you know, when they had some of those meetings and Scott led those meetings, I think Frank said it across the board, coaches and scouts all believed Bryce Young was going to be the pick and the best QB on tape this past year in college football. Yeah, I uh, I, I saw that tweet uh, when we were, I think, st- still standing, enjoying the moment of uh, – Bryce Young being the pick, but yeah, I think that there was consensus. Uh, I think he said that in the room um, in February from all the scouts that Bryce Young was the best and they just wanted to go through the process of just confirming that. And I appreciate the thoroughness of that process and really making sure they're making the right decision. And I wholeheartedly believe that they did. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I think that Scott really tipped his hand um, to us uh last year last season when um well when he was talking to you specifically and said uh you know uh how about that Bryce Young guy really really like that Bryce Young guy um and and we've said it before on this podcast is that that really stood out to us for for a while um leading up to the draft and and it really um you know made us lean that way towards Bryce because he came out and said that himself. We didn't elicit that from him. He he stated that to us, and 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 you were shocked, and I was shocked that you when you reported that to me. So um, that was awesome, and um, I'm glad that they you know they went through the decision process and came out making the right decision. Yeah, and I mean it sounds all along too. Just David Tepper chiming in in that press conference that 
Rice was his guy all along. I think he made that pretty clear talking to him at the Super Bowl in Arizona. Not sure if that's, you know, tampering or not, but we'll take it. We'll take it here. But, um, yeah, I definitely sounds like Tepper was all in on Bryce Young. I thought I thought it was interesting, though, and I, it's worth discussing. And he, this was something he mentioned that was kind of just kind of weird. And I don't know how you felt about it, but Tepper said that, uh, you know, now that they do have a point guard in Bryce Young at the QB position, they don't have to have an elite, you know, wide receiving cast, which I don't know if I like what he said there. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, that was that was interesting for sure. I uh, also don't know if I agree with that um, because he is a rookie again, um, although I am very high on him and, and, you know, consider him already a top five quarterback in the NFC possibly. Um, I think surrounding him with the most of ta- amount of talent possible is exactly something that you would want to do for your rookie quarterback. So I think settling with the talent that you have, which is you can't ever settle. Yeah, it, it, it's good talent, but it's not. You still don't have that number one guy, I don't think. And um, I do think Terrace Marshall is is going to be good. I just I, I just don't know how good. And I don't think putting all your eggs in one basket were shark to stay healthy, feeling to not show his age and. Terrace Marshall to take that next step. Why not add another piece to the puzzle and and threat somebody that can threaten for that number one spot through the draft? Yeah, he was too open there. Like I I don't know why he revealed that. Like that's that's conversations you have with Scott and Frank. I don't think you want to reveal that to fans. So that I was not too big of a fan on. You look at all you know all the good quarterbacks in the league. You know Patrick Mahomes has got a guy Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah. you know. Joe Burrow's got Chase. Um, and Higgins. And Higgins. <laughs> um, you know, Tua's, you got Waddle and now Tyree, you know, former with Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, when he was successful, you know, Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson and then Devontae Adams. I mean, you, you pick out any of those top QBs and they got it. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf and Lockett. Um, Tom Brady's always had his plethora of guys too. So, that, you know, I'm, I wish, you know, Tepper would have shut his mouth on that one. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out because that was something I was like, eh, I don't know if he wanted to say that right now. Um, but I think he was a little vulnerable in the moment. He was just kind of spewing everything from the trade to uh, his time with him in Arizona. So why don't we move on to other thoughts of the draft? Shockers for you, I guess, in the first round as far as guys you thought would go way earlier than they did or, um, you know, guys that fell out of the first round, just, just some thoughts on that and then really any team. Yeah. I think um, for us being there, uh, I think both of our faces were in shock when we heard that the Texans had traded back up to the third pick and, you know, they took CJ Stroud too, which is a surprise. I thought that was the right pick and I know you did too, uh, but for them to trade back up to three and get the best defensive player in the draft as well, I thought the Texans had a great draft. I thought they really did. You know, the talk uh, around me- the media circles was that the Texans were going to pass on a quarterback at two and wait for one at 12 or not take one at all. And then they come away with arguably one of the best players in the draft in C.J. Stroud and then the best defensive player in Will Anderson. So um, I was really impressed with what the Texans did. Um, and then obviously you have to think about the quarterback that's still on the board and Will Levis, who 
just the night prior to the draft, uh, there were people saying that he was going to be the number one overall pick. Um, shout out to Urban Redneck, not on Twitter anymore, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he couldn't take the heat, um, so he got out of the kitchen. But yeah, I uh, he, he he's still on the board, and uh, you know you see reports this morning that teams are calling the Steelers to try to trade up for him. But I don't know. I mean, I think the sentiment that we both had about him is what the league really thinks as well, and that's you know he's 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 a work in progress, and he's got a certain personality that. You better make sure it fits into your locker room or he could possibly be an issue. Um, so uh, I think that's what the league sees. And I, I think getting him in the second round is definitely a bargain. And and if I was a team that was on the borderline of needing quarterback or um, get, needing one to you know sit behind somebody for a year or two, I think I would take a chance on Levis absolutely in the second. But, um, but I think that him falling out of the first round is something that I think D, uh, Daniel Jeremiah um, projected as well. Uh, late, I think he projected the 31st pick or somewhere in that range, and people were giving him crap. But, man, Daniel Jeremiah was spot on with some of his projections, so uh, give him his flowers. Yeah, I was a little shocked. No one tried to move up to 30 or 31 to go and get him for that fifth-year option. I go back to the Texans, too, and them taking Stroud when, you know, everything the last couple weeks that he was maybe falling out of the top 10 or – um you know, him scoring bad on the S2 and his test-taking abilities. And then for them, I mean, they sent that card in pretty quickly. And then for us, and I don't know what you guys see on TV because we were there, but it was pretty cool to see C.J. Stroud's raw reaction to them moving up. I mean, they showed it on the big screen, and it was just shock and, like, excitement and, like, holy shit moment. Like, (laughs) the team I just got drafted to is now making a massive move to go and get Will Anderson. So that was really cool to see in person, um, just Stroud's reaction to a live like that. Um, Atlanta, you know, getting Robinson, the running back. Um, yeah. They're really surrounding Desmond Ritter with some talent. I mean, they got a wide receiver last year. They went on, got a tight end the year before. Now they go out and get a premier running back, top one in the draft. So, I mean, that team, I mean, if Ritter can put it together, that's, I mean, they're, they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with in the N- NFC South, and that's going to be a battle. Um, so that was interesting. I thought, I kind of thought of it as like a fantasy draft swing of you know, runs on guys. I mean, you had a DN run, I think it was five in a row, and then you had a no wide receivers taken in the top 20, which was just insane to me, kind of like what the running backs have dealt with in the past of them way late in the first round and then there was a run on them in the 20s so there was a lot of runs and you had to be on that run if you were one of those teams that needed some of those guys because I mean they went quick um Dienza was earlier and then obviously in the 20s it was the wide receivers and then the Eagles I mean they got they went up and got best player available um went up and got Jalen Carter and then coming back at the end of the round to go and get another Georgia guy, Nolan Smith, that D line is going to be nasty if they can get those guys in the right, you know, headspace. And <laughs> that team is coming off of, you know, a Super Bowl loss, but it's the guys they got is it's not a it's not fair, man. <laughs> yeah, they're locked and reloaded. I mean, they already have Jordan Davis, Hassan Reddick, 
Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, then they add those two. I mean, that's just that's the best defensive line in football. I, I don't yeah. think a lot of us would disagree with that. But um, an interesting point I wanted to add was when the Falcons selected B. John Robinson at eight, Jalen Carter was still on the board. And I thought that that was really somebody that they were targeting, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they could use on defense next to Grady Jarrett. I mean, that'd be a, yeah, I would have went that way. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a pairing. And I'm, I'm glad they didn't do it. Uh, I think BJ Robinson is a good pick. I think he's going to be a good running back, but running backs are, you know, um, not that hard to find. They have a good shelf life. You yeah. Know? And uh, they, they don't last very long. So, um, you know, Cool pick for Atlanta, but I'm glad they didn't take Jalen Carter. Yeah, the- I think every all the Panthers fans around us were were happy that it didn't go that way. Yeah, uh, and then another team that really, I know you were shocked when the pick came in was the Lions with Jameer Gibbs at 12. Oh yes, that was a reach. I, I a lot of people around us were saying reach. Yeah, um, that was one. The Seattle pick, we had a Seahawks fan by us, and I can't remember who they. T- I think was it a D tackle? Maybe? No, they took a Witherspoon the corner. The corner. Yeah, there was a Seahawks fan by us that was not happy. It was livid. <laughs> so, um, and Jack Campbell going in the first. That was yeah, a shock he, to a lot of us. And again, it's so hard with those P- with mock draft simulators. So clearly. Some teams had him higher than what you know everyone else thought, but yeah, that was another one. We're like, oh wow! I mean, he we we both agree. I think that he's going to be a really good player. Just shocked that he was going to go that early. Um, trying to think of anything else that comes to mind. Little shocked that Washington didn't try to get a QB. I know you know Ron Rivera said there's belief with Sam Howell, but I thought maybe there would be one. We talked a little bit last night, too, about maybe New England um, making a move for one with those guys. But, again, there's a lot that can happen. Again, oh, Tennessee comes to mind. I'm shocked they didn't. I, if I was a bet man, I would have had them at Will Levis at 11, yep. um, hands down, and that did come to fruition. They might be a team to watch here for day two coming up tonight uh, as a team to go up and get Will Levis. I know Bryson was telling me there's, there's chatter from the Steelers with the first pick in the – second round that they've had some calls and I would, I would believe Tennessee. I mean, go watch any of the pro days. They were talking to a lot of teams um, during those throwing sessions. So I could see them as a team, you know, going out and trying to get a Levis or a Hendon hooker for uh, day two of the draft. Why don't we talk about day two picks? So Panthers right now, you know, there was some rumblings. Maybe they move up into the back end of the first round. But the way the board is laying, I don't think they needed to. Let's talk about some day two picks, Bryson. Now they have number 39 and then number uh, 93 right now. What guys are you looking at for that first pick in the second round? Yeah, there's still a lot of talented players left. Um, I know our our guy, JJ, his tight ends left, Michael Mayer, um, out of uh, Notre Dame. Um, you know, I think that if he's there at 39, which he might not be, um, because, you know, we do have five or six teams picking in front of us. So, um, I think that he's definitely one of the players that would be considered for teams in front of us, but, uh, mayor definitely would be someone I would consider at 39. Um, Joey Porter Jr. I have no idea how he was not picked in the first round. This guy is a corner that has the length, the size, the speed, the dog, everything you want. Um, in uh, a corner that could be opposite of J.C. Horn. Oh, my God, that would be a magical pairing in Carolina that would be formidable for years. 
you can move Dante to the slot, um, be a little speedy slot corner that he's probably more adapt for anyways. I uh, I would love Joey Porter at 39 if he's there. And I would consider trading up if I was Carolina for Joey Porter. Um, then just kind of just a later one that I wanted to add was obviously B.J. Ojolari. If he's there at 39, um, there's not been a whole lot of chatter about him up to this point. But I think that, you know, they still need to address edge. Probably the biggest need on the team. And if he's there, which I assume he's going to be there, then I think that they really consider that as well. Yeah, um, and just looking at the order, Steelers might be a possibility for a trade-up for a QB. Let's hope that happens because that will bump another guy down. Um, But the order ahead of Carolina is Pittsburgh, Arizona, Detroit, Indy, Los Angeles, Seattle, and then Las Vegas. Um, And then it's the Panthers. So... Um, you know, there's there's some guys that I think that are going to fall to them that I'm assuming are high up on their board, and they'll probably send that card in pretty quickly. But you mentioned Michael Mayer. I was giving JJ shit online because we know that's his guy. Um, and if he's there at 39, you you because I mean it seemed like he was going to go at the back end of the first round, and he you know, tight ends kind of slipped a little bit. Um, so that's a guy to watch. Joey Porter shocked, like you may, I'm shocked. He's still on the board. I, that's a guy I could see Pittsburgh going after. Um, we also have the guy who was in our mock. I mean, we, our mock right now, like granted, it's only the first picks and it's one that I think everyone would nail is 100%. And the guys that we have mocked there are still available. So we're, we're batting a thousand right now. Um, but Cam Smith is still out there. I didn't think he would be. Um, I thought cor- more corners were going to go in that first round. So I guess that's a that was a shock to me. So Cam Smith, another guy to watch, you know, played alongside J.C. Horn. Um, and Carolina has struggled with injuries with that position. So that's another one to look at. Um, but yeah, corners, is, it seems like it's deep. D-ends right now, Keon White's still out there. Um, Many thought would be a first-round pick. Yeah. And you you mentioned um, Ojalari, another one that I feel like I feel like if it's going to be anything today, I do think they're going to go edge at thirty nine. Um, but again, it could they could trade back as well and recoup, you know, get a pick because um, there is a long break there between thirty nine and ninety three. So that's another possibility. Looking yeah. at wideouts, I don't know if you mentioned Mingo. I mean, Mango's still out there. Um, Hyatt is still there. Tillman, both Tennessee guys. You have Josh Downs, obviously, still. Um, so there's a lot of wide receivers. I don't know if they go that route. There's a lot of talent still left on the board, and I think that if I had to guess at 39, Carolina's taking trade offers and trying to move down as, as hard as they can. Um, I don't think they'll drop down significantly from 39, maybe – max 10 picks but i think that they want to add just an additional pick in this year's draft just to add another pick i mean uh just to get more numbers on on the squad so i would uh not be surprised if uh, carolina moves out of 39 just because the board there's still a lot of really good players left um and i'm sure there are going to be teams that want to that are wanting to trade up to get their guy um deep in a lot of areas like you mentioned wide receivers still deep 
corner still deep. Edge is not that great uh, as as we sit right now, but um, as we've talked on Twitter a little bit last night, a free agency may be the route they need to go for for Edge. We've been talking about that for a couple weeks, and um, there's still a lot of a couple of guys in free agency, Leonard Floyd or Yannick Ngakwe, that could come in and and really make a difference opposite Brian Burns. So we'll see we'll see how that plays out. But if I had to guess at 39, I'd say the Panthers are trading back. If they stay there, what position do you think they're going to take? I would go corner Porter. based on the way the board is falling. You still got Joey Porter. You still got Cam Smith. You still got uh, Riley Moss who's there, uh, which I don't think they would take this early. But um, there was another guy that I was looking at. Let me pull him up real quick. Um, Ke- Keely Ringo, uh, the corner from Georgia, who's built like a linebacker, but um, he's still there. Um, the Brent Sky from Kansas State. I mean, there's still some talent on in this group in this draft. So I think that they would go corner at 39 if if they stay there. Yeah, I'm just shocked that Porter is still on the board because he was in the 20s in my a lot of mock drafts. Um, so for him to fall, I mean, if he fell to them, I feel like that would be a pick or Cam Smith. Um, I still think the end from all the beat reporters, it seems like there was a couple beat reporters that said if they were going to move into the first round, it might be for a defensive end. So we'll see what happens. I think Nolan Smith would have helped that case a little bit if he would have fell out of the first round too. But I still feel like that is the biggest need defensive end and then probably cornerback. Um, so it'll be fun tonight. I think I would be shocked wonder if you agree with me. I'd be shocked if Carolina moves up in the second round at all. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think they have the capital to do that. I think it's it's a trade down or stay where they're at and, you know, get best player available or slide a couple slots back for the prospects. Oh, yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed him an awesome graphic that Carolina just dropped. Looking sweet, man. So much Bryce Young content. Can't, couldn't be more excited. <laughs> yeah, we're on cloud nine. All all of this stuff that has come out and all the, the the Bryce is right and Bryce ups on all that is it's 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 fun. It's a fun time. So, well, why don't we talk about the draft day experience now? Um, since we are in Kansas City and enjoying it, um, just give me your observations of the draft as a whole you know, the whole setup and then just your thoughts on Kansas city so far. Yeah. I think start off with the people, like I mentioned at the beginning, um, the Kansas city people and the chiefs fans and really every, all fans of every fan base have been super friendly. You know, everybody's here to watch their team get better. There's no competition really. Um, I mean, standing next to us the whole time was literally a fan from each NFC South team. And we were all happy for each other. Um, I think the Saints fan that was in front of us and the um, Bucks fan were giving us high fives when we drafted Bryce Young. Like, congratulations, man. You guys got a quarterback. Like, they were happy for us. And and that's something that you don't really get a lot of in in the world of the NFL because, you know, it's always competition. So being able to to do it at the draft where, you know, everybody just wants to see their team get better, is it was it was some great camaraderie. And I was really happy to be a part of that. Um, 
The food has been great. Uh, KC Barbecue has lived up to the hype. Uh, I know I personally had brisket and pulled pork from Q39, which has been the most recommended spot for us here in Kansas City. And uh, it's been great. Uh, the setup, is it was huge. I mean, there was definitely at least 300,000 people what they were expecting. It was packed. The lines were long. Everybody saw our uh, NFL kicks, um, our, our field goal kicks that we tried. Um, yeah, we're going to – We I don't know why we posted those. Yeah, those. <laughs> neither Curtis or I are going to be um, kicking in the NFL anytime soon. We might try to get redemption, though, today because that was embarrassing. Yeah, we're, I, we got it figured out now, we think. Um, <laughs> but but I, I was just really impressed with the way it was set up because I thought everything was pretty well organized. Um, at, there at the beginning, we didn't really know how to get down by the stage, but – Luckily, one of a, a fellow Panther fan hooked us up and told us how to get down there. Um, that was the only part that I thought that they kind of could have done better on telling fans how to get down there. But I thought overall it was a great experience. Um, I would recommend anybody to go to a draft because, I mean, just from this experience of day one, uh, I, I had a great time, a time of my life, really. I'm, I'm never going to forget witnessing Bryce Young be selected number one overall to the Carolina Panthers in Kansas City. Yeah, you said it best. I, I I don't know any better event to bring all fans from across the league together and everyone not hating each other. I mean, you 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 still get the back and forth, you know, Raiders fans and Chiefs fans go, you know, kind of throwing shots here and there. But for the most part, it was everyone. I mean, you're around everyone, so I mean, it's just like a big old NFL family family fan base. Um, and like you said, everyone's just wanting to get the best player for their team and um, improve, improve their chances at a Super Bowl. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, there was fans. I, I think I saw every single team. Um, Arizona didn't show up much. No. Throw that out there. <laughs> they were weak. Uh, Houston, there, I didn't see a lot of. Obviously, you see them um, in that inner circle, but that was another team I was a little bit shocked. Um, there wasn't too many of there was a decent amount of Panthers fans. I wish there was a little bit more, but um across the board, I think it was a really good experience. Definitely worth going to. Um, don't regret that decision whatsoever to actually see it live in person. What the NFL does, I mean, this setup is it's mind-blowing. It is massive. It is a yeah. massive undertaking for a city to do. I mean, it's blocks and blocks. Um and the stage stage is huge. I don't know if it does it justice on TV, but it is. I think it's the biggest NFL draft stage I've ever had. But it's it was a it's it's a campus. It really is. I mean, there's um, from food to games and to experiences and escape rooms and um, beverage areas and you know red carpets and autographed areas. Um, there's a whole lot of things to really do throughout the day. Um, barbecue, Bryson said it, has been outstanding so far. Q39, if you ever come to Kansas City, try it. Everyone talks about it. Um, the fans have been great. Kansas City fans are some of the nicest fans out there. Very cool. And maybe it's because they're coming off of a Super Bowl win, so they're friendly. But um, they were they were very respectful. We, there was, you know, this older couple we we sat in line with early on, and they were telling us about their Super Bowl, and they've been to three Super Bowls, and just some really cool people here. 
ran into a Seattle fan that was re- really nice. Talked too much about his team, but for the most <laughs> part, he was he was a good kid. Um, but no, it was a lot of good. We we talked to a, a Ravens fan for probably an hour um, before the draft. That was a fun conversation, just kind of getting their take on the new Lamar Jackson deal. So yeah, across the board. I mean, even Raiders fans were cool, and those they tend to get a little fiery, um, but they were great. Still don't like Steelers fans. We didn't really talk to any, but just throwing that out there. Wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was awesome. Um, I'm very excited for this next round. These next two rounds, uh, it should be um, it should be a good day too of the draft. Um, I will say this: it is a lot of standing. Um, so I would prepare for that. If you ever go to one, what did we stand? It was 12, 14 hours. Yeah. My, 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 uh, Apple watch told, told me that we stood for a total of 15 hours. So our feet were sore. Uh, it was a long day, uh, but it was worth the wait, uh, to see Bryce Young come across that stage. So we're looking forward to it. And I'm sure the draft party in Charlotte was awesome. Looks like Panther fans came out strong despite the rain. So that's good to see. And I'm sure Bryce Young is going to be putting Panther fans' asses in seats this year. So it'll be fun to watch, and I'm really excited for the journey ahead. It sounds like he'll be coming into Charlotte today, and you guys will be getting a good greeting from him. So we just want to thank everyone for listening to Panthers on Tap podcast and catch our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your analysis and breaking news. And as always... 